What's going on, community? Today we have some pretty exciting updates with Black Sands. We had a bunch of big wins this week. It was crazy. I told you every week we're going to give you updates on our investment round, and I'm also going to give you some tips as a publisher. What the heck do you need to do in order to grow in this world, right, and all the red tape that you're going to have to deal with? So this week we're going to give you the updates first, and then we're going to also give you the super important lesson that we have this week, which is going to be on educational sales. So any book publisher out there who's not writing exclusively for adults, they're going to want to sell at schools, right? You want to sell in schools because school money is good money. The problem is there's a lot of red tape. So we're going to be teaching you about all the red tape we had to do to get us our first major win of really our career. We've never got a win like this ever. And you know, it's all thanks to Giselle, Giselle Godoy, the CFO of the company, my wife. She's been killing it, man. And she got this sales. I'm telling you, it's a crazy sale. I'm going to tell you about it a little bit later in this video. But first, here are the updates on the investment round. So on May 7th, we will be launching our campaign publicly. But everybody who wants early access on April 1st, they have to subscribe on Patreon or our Instagram account. That's the easiest way to get into early access. Early access will have a 10% bonus shares, right? So you can buy bonus shares because you're going to be in the first $500,000 raise. But after that, everybody has to pay the full price, unfortunately. We just secured our auditor. So that's really important because the auditor is probably going to be the most important part of this entire process. Auditor has to go through all our financials and make their own assessments on our financials as well as checking to see if there's any discrepancies or fraud or whatever. So this takes a long time. It's a very arduous process, and you can't launch a campaign for millions of dollars until you do this. So we're doing our audit right now. It's going well. We actually secured our auditor. That's going to be an amazing thing for us, um, and you know it's, it's perfect timing for it. Additionally, we just went to the convention area for our investor summit. So our investor summit is going to be held in Harlem, New York. I went there. I did a whole bunch of filming so everybody could see the actual area that they're going to be in on May 7th. It's going to be for about 300 of our investors from the past. So the people who invested back in 2020, they're going to be there live. We're going to have a whole bunch of guests as well like celebrity guests. I'm not disclosing any of them, right? If they show up, they show up. If they don't, they don't. But most likely a couple of them are going to be there. They're really big people. So it's going to be an amazing um, experience for our investors, right? It's the only people that can get in. So, you know, if you haven't invested in the past, then, you know, this event ain't for you. But maybe next year you'll be able to go to it as we get bigger venues. It's a beautiful place. Huge 300-person um, gallery for our panels and everything else. It's just going to be an exciting experience. And we're going to have our official launch during the, the, the convention. So people are going to actually be able to see the number go up, right? Like the line going up. That's going to be so exciting, man. We always do live launches. And this one's going to be probably one of the biggest ones we ever had. Now, um, with that being said, this week we have one of our biggest wins, and it means a lot for our future investment round. What this means for our company is probably going to define who we are five years from now, and that is educational sales. Giselle Godoy has been working with Birmingham, Alabama for years, building a relationship with the people over there who make decisions. And 
Recently, she just secured a deal that was approved yesterday for $37,500 in books in Birmingham City Schools. Do you understand how crazy of a number that is for one city district? Think about that for a moment. Think about that. That is one book of Black Sands, the ultimate hardcover one for every single sixth grader in the city. Every single sixth grader. That's 1,600 sixth graders in the city. Additionally, every single library will have multiple titles from Black Sands. So this is a huge, huge distribution of Black Sands in Birmingham, Alabama. And more importantly, it shows that we can do very big distribution all across the nation. Because now that we have an example, now that we have an actual example of how you should order from Black Sands, we can go talk to Atlanta or Memphis or Richmond and say, hey, you guys should probably be distributing Black Sands to your kids as well. I mean, think about it. In Birmingham, Alabama, this is what they did. Look, they have reviewed the content and thought it was very appropriate for every single sixth grader in their city to have a copy of Black Sands in their classroom. So I think we'll be a very good fit for your kids as well. And then watch what happens. Watch how we start replicating this across the country now that the first person has done it. One of the big things you're going to understand when you're a publisher is the first is the hardest to get. The first investment round you ever do, the first Kickstarter you ever do, the first series you ever launch, that is the hardest one. The second and third one tend to be way easier because now people are comfortable participating. No one wants to be the first person to basically make your dreams a reality. They would love to be the third or fourth person, right? They, they see validation now, but they don't want to be the first. And that's why this move is huge for our company and our future, um, our future growth. Because guess what? What happens if after this investment round where we raise $1.5 million, we invest $300,000 into educational sales. So we hire a big team, they are constantly calling districts, setting up time so we find out when their budgets come in for the discretionary funds. And then we're out there specifically, you know, setting up orders before our books even come out. And we're getting pre-orders in the $30,000, $50,000 range per city. And we have like freaking 20 cities on our, on our list. You know, we're looking at, you know, half a million dollars to a million dollars in sales every single semester exclusively from educational departments. Think about that. That means a lot for our company. That means a lot for anybody's company, you know, and, you know, that's just the beginning. That's just how it starts. So I'm super excited about that. Now, let me tell you about the crazy stuff you actually got to do to get to this point. All right. Because educational sales is probably some of the hardest kind of sales you'll ever get as a publisher. I'm going to tell you why. The way it works is this. A school system gets a budget, right? And their book budget tends to be about 80% mandatory and 20% discretionary. The mandatory sales is usually to like textbooks, educational institutions, also books that are going to be read in like English classes or social studies or whatever. They're not necessarily textbooks, you know? So that's what you're going to be having in there. And that's what that's 80% of their budget. But 20% of their budget is going to be discretionary. Now, the funny thing that most people don't tell you is that even though it's discretionary funds, most librarians don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to go out there 
and spend it on absolutely anything they want because they're still going to have questions. People are going to question them at the top who's, who's doing the budgeting. So they want to make it as easy as possible for the people who might audit them in the future to be able to explain why they bought the books they bought. So even though, you know, it's 20%, it's really not 20%. They usually spend at least 19, 19 of that 20% on the companies they already know, like Scholastics, Macmillan, Marvel, you know, the very safe bets that everybody can agree on is the kind of books they should get or whatever, right? Your job as a creator is to try to convince them to use a large portion of the discretionary funds on you, which they can. Legally, they could do it anytime they want. The problem is they don't want to because it's a harder thing to explain. So, what did Birmingham, Alabama did? They probably spent close to 5% of their discretionary funds on just us. That's a lot. That's a lot. So five out of the 20, basically 25% of their discretionary funds went to Black Sands. And I'm telling you, that's a huge deal. Nobody's ever done that before for Black Sands. And now that we have a blueprint, we can bring that to other districts and they can feel more comfortable about explaining why they did what they did if they do order from us in a large amount of, of books. You know, this is very important for us. But guess what? It wasn't so simple as just getting Birmingham, Alabama to agree with us. We also had to get Kirkus reviews. So the number one thing that you have to understand when you're doing educational sales is they have rules, rules and regulations you know, on what books they can get, even with their discretionary funds. So you need to be reviewed by one of the five major platforms that review titles. Um, that they consider is credible. One of them is Kirkus. Kirkus is probably the easiest one um, as far as like how to get access and how long they get their, it takes for them to review titles. So they're pretty good with that. You also have library journal and, and school library systems or whatever it's called. It's five of them, right? Me personally, I say just go with Kirkus, no matter who you are, get your review by Kirkus. It matters a lot if you're ever planning on selling at schools. Additionally, you have to have a grade level. Your books have to be graded and, um, so they can figure out what age is appropriate for it. And it's also very helpful to know what's the age range of the actual reading material. So in other words, what grade level can read the book, not what appropriate level is for it, right? Like, like your book might be for teenagers, right? But you can read it in the sixth grade. They need to know that. They need to know that it's capable of being read at a sixth grade level because they might want to buy it specifically for struggling readers. So even though they're getting it for ninth grade students, right? If ninth grade students are at a sixth grade reading level, then they want books that are appropriate for ninth graders, but are at a reading level of sixth grade. You understand? So they need that information. It's very important. It's easier to sell books if you have that information as well. Lastly, you also want to deal with a distributor. So no matter what, you're going to want a distributor, period. They don't really mess up your day-to-day -day operations. But the idea is this. Most school systems have specific vendors they can buy from. They can't buy from other vendors. So even if they wanted to buy your books, if you weren't sold through specific vendors, they wouldn't be able to buy your books. DC is notorious for that. I think DC goes exclusively with, um, what, Tidal Wave? So Tidal Wave, is it, they ain't buying no books unless it's on Tidal Wave. So you have to be distributed through Tidal Wave 
um, in order to get there. Now, there's a whole bunch of distributors that actually service a lot of different other distributors, and they're like the middleman, which is what we have. We're currently with PGW, which also works with Ingram and, 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 and Edelweiss and all these other platforms, right, and, and Tidal Wave and stuff like that. So we have our way in. But even still, if you don't have your way in and certain districts only order from those people because I guess some public, um, some political relationships set up by the government, then you're not getting in, period, right? And that's why you got to have great distribution networks, right? They don't mess up your money. At the end of the day, when you're selling to schools, especially in large amounts, you're going to have to have a 50 to 60% discount. No matter what, there's no way to avoid it. 50 to 60% discount. Mostly what you're going to have to have. Uh, but that don't really matter when you're selling like thousands of books. You know what I mean? So remember, when you want to do distribution in schools, you got to have those couple things. You got to have a credible review. You got to have at least one credible review. It's better to have more. But if you have one, you should be good to go. You need a distributor because you never know when you just simply can't sell to them simply because you're not sold by the right people, right? They have relationships that they have to mandatorily give to. And lastly, you have to be able to convince them that you're worth a large portion of their discretionary funds. All right. They have it. They have a lot of funds. Never believe them when they say they don't have funds. But the main thing is in order to convince them that it is safe to buy your books as opposed to buying from Scholastics or Marvel or whatever, that is the big fight. Once you do it once, though, you should have a blueprint for success in the future. You can just show people what has happened in the past and they'll be more comfortable enjoying, I mean, joining those people and ordering from you. That is the deal with educational sales. I hope this was very insightful. This is the ultimate guide to self-publishing. Remember to share it with your friends and family and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Remember, if you want to invest in our company, go to patreon.com slash black sands, subscribe, and you'll get early access on April 1st, maybe even bonus shares. I'll see you later.